This is Hallway Chats, where we talk with some of the unique people in and around WordPress. Together, we meet and chat with folks you may not know about in our community. With our guests, we'll explore stories of living and of making a living with WordPress. Today's show is brought to you in part by Liquid Web. We sure know that there's a lot of choice when it comes to hosting your WordPress site. Liquid Web is the managed WordPress partner you've been waiting for. Whether you're a business owner, an agency, or a freelancer, Liquid Web has you covered when it comes to performance, uptime, and ease of site management. And one of the things we love most? When your content goes viral, Liquid Web doesn't charge you more for huge spikes in traffic. Transparent pricing, no surcharges. Liquid Web is offering Hallway Chats listeners 33% off for the first three months. Go to liquidweb.com and use the coupon code HALLWAYCHATS, all one word, to sign up. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 43. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays. And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we're joined by Yvette Sonneveld. Way back in 1999, Yvette taught herself HTML and CSS using library books and notepad. In 2005, she fell in love with WordPress. Yvette attended and volunteered at her first WordCamp, which was WordCamp Miami in 2014. Yvette has been on a community roller coaster ever since WordCamp Europe in 2017. Hi, Yvette. Welcome. Hey, Liam. Hey, Tara. Thanks for having me. Welcome. We're glad to have you here, Yvette. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself after Liam's introduction? Yes, sure. Um, I'm Yvette Sonfeld, obviously, 44, mother of two amazing kids, um, married to a lovely husband, um, moved back to the Netherlands about one and a half year ago after we lived abroad for 16 years. Um, work freelance from home, um, which is amazing because of the balance with family really, really works out. And I am a total total WordPress community junkie now. Oh, I, I can relate to that. Where, were you living in the States when you were living abroad or where were you living? No, I actually lived in a small island in the Caribbean called Curacao. Mm-hmm. I lived there uh, from 2001 till 2005. And then again from 2008 till 2016. Uh, and in between, we lived in Ontario, Canada for three years. Wow. Well, that explains how you were able to go to WordCamp Miami in 2014, I guess. You were relatively in the same general area at the time. Yes, it was about a two and a half hour flight. And the island where I lived at that point uh, didn't really have internet marketing conferences. So yeah. I had to fly abroad all by myself. And that was sort of scary. Oh, <laughs> And what was it like living on a small Caribbean island? And, and were you doing WordPress while you were there? Well, the first time I wasn't, the first time I was um, a part of, of that period, I was working on building my business. I was still coding in HTML and CSS at that point. The second time I actually adopted WordPress back when I lived in Ontario. Um, so when I got back to Curacao, I, uh, I was working with WordPress already. Um, and with my kids, I had a baby the second time. Um, 
So working from home was just perfect. And people yeah. were really starting to adopt WordPress. So that worked out wonderfully well, actually. Yeah. And I can imagine how difficult it would be to be living in a beautiful Caribbean island with a baby and, and trying to prioritize some WordPress work in there. Was it a, what was that like? Was it a good um, escape for you? Or is it kind of a gradual evolution of your exposure and experience due to those circumstances? It was a little bit of both. One of the, um, um, one of the things that I really loved about Curacao is um, that even though you wouldn't expect it on a small island, it does have all the facilities. So my daughter would go to daycare for a few um, parts of the day each week. And then I would still do some work when she would have it, was having naps. Um, and my son would sort of move around all that. He would have school in the morning, so I'd work in the morning, and then in the afternoon, he would always need like an hour of screen time to kick back, and I would do some work there too. Yeah, I, I know it is such a vacation place. It's hard to imagine actually doing work there. That must have been a challenge. <laughs> but it sounds like it's set up for that. Once you live there, I suppose it's like anywhere else. Once you're living there, it's not, it's not, as, um, it's not as much of a novelty. The novelty wears off. Yeah, yeah, it's it's as horrible as it may sound at some point, choosing between going to the beach or mm, going to the beach or hmm, maybe going to the beach. <laughs> no, you're just rubbing it in. <laughs> Does get boring, boring, not well. Yeah. yeah, and you can only drink so many fruity rum drinks, I guess, before it starts to take its toll on your system. <laughs> Well, that too, absolutely. And, and um, I mean, even though it's a small island and the weather is always nice, I mean, you have to put food on the table too. So work yeah, needs to sure. be done. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Uh, how are you balancing? Uh, how old are your kids now? Your children? Right now they're, um, they're eight and 14. So okay, so they're a bit old time. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so have, have you seen your business evolve and progress and grow as your children have grown like did it start out small when they were younger i um yes absolutely but with all the international moves it also goes like in phases mm. especially when we knew that we were going to move back to the netherlands um I intentionally cut back my business for, for more than one and a half year because I knew that this transition was going to be huge with them in this age. And they were so very aware. And my son in his teenage years, that was, that had a huge impact. So I had to prepare for that. Um, and then when you sort of minimize your business for one and a half year, you do lose clients. Before what always happened that what was that I would, bring my clients with me. They would stick with me for usually anywhere between six months and two years and then started dwindling away because they were starting to miss the face-to-face -face contact. Um, and that would give me the chance to start building up my business again. Um, and here, because I really wasn't working very much, I lost clients earlier, which I totally understand. But when I started my business back up, say in the spring of 2017, 
um, this whole community thing really helped because all of a sudden I knew so many people. Even though I am Dutch, I didn't know one single WordPress person in the Netherlands. And then in Paris, I got to know many more WordPress people from the US, but also a lot more from Europe. So I've got a twofold question for you is, uh, tell me a little bit about your clientele and how it's evolved, the type of individuals or businesses or organizations that you served as you've moved around from, from Curaçao to Canada and back to Curaçao and now back to the Netherlands. And then really going back to your intro about this community roller coaster since 2017, since you've just touched on the community and how that's helped your business. Can you, after you tell us about your, your client base, tell us a little bit about how you got involved with the community and, and what's, what's that meant to you and how is, what has it meant to your business as well? Yes. Well, let me start with how my business evolved. So way back when I started coding, um, but also had a background in hospitality and services marketing, what started happening was that I would start people would approach me to create a website and what would happen was that they wouldn't even have any clue of who their ideal client who their ideal client was or what their what their competition did neither did they have any sort of decent looking logo so getting those things on my path i would my business quickly sort of spread out to some marketing consultancy to and some logo design um but over the years, I realized that I needed some sort of niche or some sort of specialization to be able to continue to compete. Now, on a tiny island like Curacao, there is not a lot of people that do WordPress development for smaller businesses, usually to work with the bigger businesses. So that really helped. But over time, I sort of started specializing in... Um, real estate clients and financial services um, industry clients. Um, so that helped me get sort of that specialization. Um, and since I still continue to work with businesses that had teams of, say, up to 15 uh, employees, they were still in a position where they loved to work with a generalist. So I found that sort of sweet spot for me where I could do different uh, several things mm -hmm. like uh from from marketing to uh creating web pages sometimes still websites sure um but also writing copy where um helping me not to get bored and get that variation in my day and serving them well because they didn't have the general knowledge to work with specialists um, and they didn't have the budget to work with specialists. So they were really helped out with someone who was sort of, what do I say? And a general practitioner. I mean, some people in a, in, with businesses in a higher level, they need the brain surgeons and they need the heart surgeons. But when your business is still under, say, 15, 15 people, you're pretty well off with a generalist. Sure. Sure, and then then, then let's, let's transition, if you would, into WordCamp. Tell us about that and community. So, um, 
Yeah, looking back to to that WordCamp, uh, I remember signing up um, for the WordCamp, realizing that this was going to be an event for like two, two and a half thousand, three thousand people. <laughs> and that sort of freaked me out. So uh, what I already did back in Miami to deal with that um, panic zone where I sort of feared that I would end up in was to sign up as a volunteer. So I did that for WordCamp Europe too. Um, but then there were like, I don't know, 300 volunteers. So it's like, okay, now what if I go a day earlier and also do this contributor day thing? I have no idea what they do there. Um, I always thought it was just for techie people, just for back-end developers, etc. Yeah. But now they're telling me they're having a marketing team too. I know some stuff about marketing. Let's just go there and see how things play out. Um, and um, there were a few people from the U.S. amongst uh, them, um, Bridget Willard, and they sort of expected that they would have like five, six people show up for the marketing team, right? And all of a sudden, there were like, I don't know, 35. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a lack of tables, there was a lack of chairs, and there was just nobody really know, knew how to solve that. And that is one of the things I think that I, I am good at, uh, if someone, if I see someone struggle, then this switch flips and I just go into help mode. So I started arranging tables and chairs. And before I knew it, I was speaking to one of the other guys who mentioned that this team started to get needed to, to get some more direction. Um, and he was thinking about some sort of project management. Hey, well, I work with Asana, I work with Trello, what do you think? And he was a big fan of Trello. So before we knew it, we were organizing all those tasks in Trello. <laughs> um, with the result that all of a sudden I was just in the middle of the marketing team. So that was, that was one part. But a lot of the marketing people were speakers too. And then a lot of the Dutch people that I somehow came across who were also very friendly and encouraging and welcoming, they were speakers too. And I had this sort of on my bucket list, but it was still in the, in the, in, the, in, in page five or six, or let's say in five years, because that's way too scary still. And they started encouraging me, you know, I have a story to tell. Why don't you just sign up and see how it goes? The first time you probably won't be picked anyways. And yeah. if so, then you have this deadline. And you'll figure it out. Nah, I'm not quite ready for that. So then um, I was invited to participate in the interview with Bridget and Jen on their, their Blab show. Okay, I can do that. That's friends. And I sort of like that. <laughs> so I did that. And then they kept nudging me about the speaking thing. <laughs> so at some point, I somehow found the courage to um, send a proposal for a talk and thought, okay, let's do this about my way of using volunteering to keep out of freaking out mode and getting to know people like that. And I guess the organization of work of Nijmegen like that. So other than I totally expect, all of a sudden there was this email like, congratulations, your, your talk has been picked. I was like, what? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not ready. You guys promised that I wouldn't be picked first. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to prepare your talk. <laughs> so then I had to prepare my talk. Yes. And I did that. And then I had the most, most amazing MC who, which, who was so encouraging. And she was an MC during WordCamp Europe as well. And I thought she was a rock star. And then she told me that she had been freaking out. And she said, you know, the one thing that helped me so much was this. It was somebody else that told her and she shared that with me. That there's, She said, the one thing that keeps me going within this community and keeps me finding the courage to stretch again and again is that this lady once told me, you know what? We are the WordPress people. We want you to succeed. Nobody wants you to fail. Everybody wants you to thrive and to succeed. And that, it's still like my mantra. Yeah. Well, that helped me great, so much. That's a great segue into the question we want to ask you, which okay. is about what is your definition of success, either in your work life or personal life or both? That's, that's a great question. And I really try to think about that. Um, I think there's a few ingredients um, that, that I count to what success is. Um, and the first one is being able to let go of perfectionism because it really, it kills your energy. It kills joy. And I have been trying to mold myself to whatever I thought other people were expecting of me for years and years and it didn't make me happier. It didn't make my friends happier. It simply didn't work. And once I was sort of able to let go of that perfectionism and just be who I was um, and help people from a perspective of helping, getting paid for it, sure. But um, being able, able to just share, you know what, I will help you. I have expertise, but I don't promise that this will work. It's it is like healthcare, right? Uh, web development, internet marketing. It's not an expert science. Um, so just that openness, that honesty. I think uh, that letting go of imperfection, in, or letting go of perfectionism. I think that's a big, big ingredient of um, allowing me to grow to this point. Um, and another thing was um, still is instead of molding to what I expected that others wanted me to be um, finding my kind of crazy instead. So finding the people around me that would just accept me for who I was, but also encourage me and um, believe me and, and, and nudge me to keep growing. So I think that is two. And then three, I think is always looking for balance, balance between um, time for work, time for family, time for friends, time to recharge, time to hustle, finding balance. And not that it always works, or not that it always plays out, but keeping that in mind definitely helps. Sure, sure. So I, that's a pretty comprehensive definition. It's, it's letting go of, of that emphasis on being perfect and finding a community of building a community around you that supports you 
where you are perfect, but also accept your flaws. And, and then looking for that balance of the many aspects of your life and trying to, trying to balance it when you can and being okay if it gets out of whack, right? And then just adjusting it and not seeing it as, oh my gosh, I'm totally not managing a good balance. It's okay, I'm not having a good balance. I need to fix that. I think that's a very holistic and healthy, healthy approach. So thank you for sharing that. Let me ask you then. What is what is the most important thing you do every day to either achieve or maintain that success that your definition of success? How do you how do you how do you get at that every day? <clears throat> I um there's a few things I try to do and one of them being um trying to really take care of my body, my soul, so that I'm able to be there for others too. So, I mean, I'm a woman, I'm a girl. I love chocolate and I love red wine. Uh, I am not a woman, but, nor am I a girl, but I also again, love chocolate and red wine. <laughs> but again, everything in balance. I try to make sure that I really get a lot of fruits and veggies and water to to keep my system healthy and balance that out with a decent portion of stuff that is really yummy, but not so healthy. Um, <laughs> other than that, I really, really try to get a lot of fresh air into my system just to, to get the cobwebs out of my brain and to keep my, um, to, 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 to bring my heart rate up every once in a while. And I really find that that keeps my energy level much at a much better rate and if i don't do things like this within a day or two three i find my energy level drop um so that is what i do and i really really try to stay connected um because i can just talk to my computer and um um and and drum out code and copy and and plans um but if i don't find time to recharge as well. Again, my productivity will drop and whatever I do just lacks to spark that some people like in what I bring. So what do you do for connectivity or getting out and getting fresh air? What, is, what does that mean for you? Um, there's a few things that I do. Um, again, as well here in the area, I'm pretty well connected with, uh, with WordPress friends. Um, but also I live... Um, all of a sudden I live much closer to my friends of my youth and my college time. Sure. They were a 10 hour flight away for years and now all of a sudden it's a one hour drive. So I really make time for them and then family, of course. Um, and when it comes to being outdoors, um, to, to relax, recharge and, and work out, there's a few things I do. I love to just go out on my bike, uh, in in parks um i play tennis i love that and i uh, just go for a walk i was going to ask you about bicycling because that's one of the things i think of when i think of your country i think of the netherlands i think of the, the bicycling yeah. Yeah. that was one of the things when we moved back one and a half years ago that and i still can just enjoy to hop on my bike mm -hmm. and be at a grocery store within like three four minutes whereas before in ontario in curacao i had to be in my car for 20 minutes yeah. Yeah. I love so, 
Yeah, that's so easy here. And and yeah. all the cars are very familiar and comfortable with cyclists there too, right? I don't think there's the tension between cyclists and motorists as there is in the US. Being a cyclist myself, <laughs> I'm super sensitive to the, you know, stereotypical aggressive cyclist who gets, you know, makes the drivers have to slow down and that kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're very used to them here, and um, there is so many bike paths to to keep bikers safe. And I mean, kids of nine, ten years old go by bike by themselves independently to school here. Mm-hmm. So we have to make sure that they're safe. Right. Yeah, that's really neat. Um, what is your favorite thing to do every day? Is there something that you have a routine of something that's your favorite, or maybe there's something in WordPress that you like to do? That's your favorite thing to do in WordPress, one or the other, or both. Um, I love, love, love variety. Um, so, um, for so many years, I try to do what people tend to say, like get a routine in the morning so that you get productive. And it just, it just doesn't work when my body screams that I need to, I need to go outside. I just better go outside because I won't get any work done. Um, when, when I come home after I drop my, yeah, my daughter off at school, um, and my head says, I have this one idea and I just need to sit behind my computer and write it down. I do that. Um, I, I think I sort of learned to live with the whims of my not so standard system. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I look for, I think if there's one thing, it's, it's, I look for variety. That's really interesting. I, I find myself in a, a similar vein and variety is, is one of the aspects of the way I try to craft my business is providing a variety of services, one to be well-rounded, but two also to maintain a professional interest. Yvette, I'm going to change some gear on you, gears, uh, speaking of bicycles, change gears on you and ask Mm -hmm. you about what's the single most valuable piece of advice, be it personal or professional, or maybe a mix of both that you've ever received and incorporated into your life. I remember that question and I remember what I, uh, there was one thing that I remember that I did write down to prepare for, um, before, for this conversation. And that, um, absolutely is find your kind of crazy. So make sure that you're surrounded your with the people. Yeah. It. Find your kind of crazy. I don't try to be whatever somebody else or what you think that's worse. I mean, people, not only try to confirm to others, but they try to confirm to what they think others want them to be. I and I, I'm 44 years old. It took me at least 36 years to figure that one out. Um, so now that I'm able to surround myself with my kind of crazy, the creatives and the nerds, I just dare stand up and say, I'm a nerd and I'm proud of it. Yeah. So, if there is one thing, yes, that is the single best piece of advice that someone ever gave to me. And it made such a difference in my life. And I really, really try to teach my kids the same thing, so especially my son in his teenage year, years. He's under so much pressure of the things that he needs to do and the things that his buddies, some of his wannabe buddies sort of want him to be. You know what? 
find, stick to the friends that you really feel you can be yourself with and invest in those. And the other ones, you know, they're good to hang out with when it suits you and not. Don't get pressurized. Just be yourself. Yeah, that's such valuable. And I mean, it's kind of a silly phrase, but it's such simple and such valuable advice. I wonder, I wonder how you came to that conclusion. You, you somewhat jokingly said it took you 36 years to figure that out. Is that something that you figured out, I'll say, in a professional environment and then applied to your personal life? I know they interweave. Or did you find that out personally and then start to think about how that would work in a professional? Kind of which came first? Where did, where did that revelation come into your life and how did you embrace it? Um, that's definitely a story of a good stew where you just have a lot of stuff simmer over time and then you taste again. There's still something missing. Um, and that stew sort of started with the fact that I was bullied as a kid. So um, I tried all the recipes to, to fit in. And in the end, I didn't work out. Um, I tried working with psychologists and yes, they helped me sort of accept me for who I was and sort of deal with what I was dealing with. But in the end, I was still thinking small and I was still dealing a lot with what we now call imposter syndrome. And, um, and, um, this is one of the things that I still remember very much that in this spring of 2014 i wanted something different and i was done with the whole playing small and the whole imposter thing and i wanted to find another way to deal with this mm -hmm. and then i decided to give myself stretches challenges if you will and one of my first challenges was to travel to a foreign country to go to an internet marketing conference and present myself as a professional but i had to go out of my regular circle to do that because I was running a pattern there. So I, that was impossible. I had to go out of my comfort zone to start practicing that. And that first marketing conference was WordCamp. So that's how I got into this community. And then every time I challenged myself to go to a new conference or try something new, um, I would grow again and again. So it would encourage me to keep seeking those sort of experiences. And then a friend that I got to know during a very small mastermind group that I did in Pensacola in 2015, um, she told me, she sort of shared that at some point and it stuck. She's, she was the one that said, yeah, we just need to find your own kind of crazy. And it stuck. And I tried to do that ever since. Did you discover that while you were uh, traveling to different countries? Because I imagine that that could either be a help in terms of, you know, meeting new communities and um, adjusting to life in different countries and changing your friends and meeting new friends. Or did that come really, like you said, in 2014 and, and change the way that you approach being an expat, I guess? Um, no, I think it had a lot to do... Of course, living in different countries and adjusting yourself um, changes you in, in ways. It makes you more flexible, if you will, because you have to find a new group of people to hang out with every single time. Um, but ever since I started out with uh, hanging out with 
uh, WordPress people, if you will, and other internet marketing professionals, I found that a lot of the people, a lot of business owners that run businesses based on sort of creative services um, are very sensitive to so that but I, I think that makes sense because creativity and sensitivity sure. go along sure. uh, they, they they just go hand in hand because you cannot be creative without being sensitive um and i experienced that so many people among us had felt like being the square peg in a round hole and the more we started hanging out together, the more we felt sort of comfortable with each other because of we always had felt like that. And I think that's sort of the way that this whole um, your own kind of crazy uh, started growing on me. And, and um, because we are in a way very alike. Yeah. yeah. Have you looked for that domain? I'm, I'm tempted to look it up right now. <laughs> I have had so many domain dreams and ideas and I have recently cut back. I just I can't still even find the focus. I'm still planning to find more focus for blogging, but uh, yeah, I, I'm going to stick it to my just one domain because okay. too idea. many ideas, it won't work. That's Good right. Idea. Good idea. Yvette, I, I think I can speak for, for Tara and for me when I say that we, we absolutely love your, your kind of crazy. Uh, we are out of time here. <laughs> Thank you very, very much for joining us. I've really enjoyed your candor and your story and the, the way that you shared it with us. So thank you very much for, for making the time for us today. It's been great chatting with you. Well, thank you, uh, Tara, and thank you, Liam, so much for having me. That was lots of fun. And um, Yes, if I can inspire other people to also find their kind of crazy and be a bit more happy in, in this crazy world and that just makes me so crazy happy yeah. well uh i've really enjoyed chatting with you and, and i'm going to check on that domain for you anyway that <laughs> <laughs> while tara looks up that domain name can you tell us where people can find you online Yes, my business website is inboundmarketingbliss.com. Um, inbound marketing, I think most WordPress people sort of had her, have heard that term. Sure. And bliss, it's just something that resonates with me because it's that contentment and that perfectly imperfect kind of stuff. Yep, I love it. So yeah. .com, dot I hope com. that sticks. Yeah, there we go. There we go. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks Lovely to chat with you. Have a great afternoon. Likewise, and take care. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.